just being able to step outside of a comfort zone, being able to do something new and different and to take on the challenges of, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> I have to find out, <laughs> I have to figure it out. <laughs> Welcome to the Crossing It Off podcast, where each episode we share the stories of individuals that are living out their bucket slash life goal lists. I am your host, Roger Williams, and through hearing our guests' adventures, my goal is that you will find encouragement and empowerment to add and cross items off of your list. Welcome everybody to the show. Excited to be here. We have a guest today that's going to talk to us about crossing an item off their bucket list that seems like a lot of people have these days. So I want to welcome Helen Hicks to the show. She describes herself as unique, bold, authentic, and caring, and we're going to experience all that today. Helen, thanks you so much for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah. So Helen, tell us, what is it that you crossed off your list? Start a podcast. Okay, I, I have experience in this. <clears throat> and so what was the driving factor for you to put that on your list and to, and to make that happen and to cross it off? So starting a podcast for me is actually part of a much bigger item that I want to cross off my list, which is I want to reach 1% of the world's adult population. Wow. So- <laughs> That, that's a great goal. And I, I think a lot of times when we have bucket list items, they create more lists, uh, more to do lists right. and things to put on there. <laughs> so that makes good sense. So why a podcast? What was it? What is it about <clears throat> podcasts that uh, drew you to helping you achieve that goal? So podcast to me felt achievable. You know, you think about people that have like actual radio shows or they're on TV and things of that nature. And there's so much that has to go on, you know, people that you have to know, money that you have to have, (laughs) all these other things. But a podcast felt doable. It felt like something I can achieve. So there's a lot of what I would call DIY in the do it yourself in the podcast (laughs) world, especially when you first start, I feel that heavy. Uh, So how much of that are you doing? Cause I do know some people that like farm some of the editing out or that stuff. Are you doing all of it? No. um, I did have to hire, you know, someone to do like the editing because I have video pieces that are on YouTube. And then I have Mm -hmm. just the audio content that's on different platforms as well. So I did have to hire someone to do that because um, I have my own private practice that I'm managing And um, what I do with my podcast is I have a handful of clients who have agreed to allow me to record our sessions. (laughs) That just amazes me. What brave people, for sure. Definitely, definitely. I appreciate them so much. Yeah, imagine. (laughs) So, but yeah, I record the sessions and then I kind of hand it off to um, other people and they kind of edit different things. Maybe there's a lull. Mm-hmm. you know, in the recording for whatever reasons, or sometimes we lose connection because I'm sure you've experienced that as well. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, they kind of do that behind the scenes stuff for me because I'm still managing my practice. <laughs> is there anything about podcasting that like, as you've done it and you've crossed it off your list, is there anything that excites you about it as far as like the process of actually doing a show? Um, 
I do kind of look forward to just setting everything up, you know, getting the microphone out and the lights, you know, all this kind of stuff. And it feels like I'm doing something so big because right. I'm setting things up. So I do like that feeling of being excited about it. Um, I mean, the therapy itself, you know, I've been doing it for so long. It's like, ah, it's what I do. Right. But yeah, the aspect of a podcast, that's exciting. What What about it do you not like? Like, what's the drudgery of, of doing a podcast for you? What's the one thing that like you didn't expect to have to do and now have to do or or something that just is not as fun as the rest of it? Let me think. Um, <laughs> because I feel like... Um, Two months ago, I probably could have very readily answered that question. Um, <laughs> but now things have kind of found a, a rhythm. So I guess that is my answer, finding a rhythm. That mm, that was the great. most difficult part of really just kind of figure out how is all of this new stuff going to work together? How can I piece it all in with what I already have going on? So now that I found that rhythm, it feels so much easier. You, you have a very unique uh niche i think at some level with your podcast which everyone says super important um <clears throat> was that hard for you to come up with i mean that you've been a therapist and so how was that for you as far as saying okay i'm gonna go do this are there other podcasts in your genre like this or is this something unique for you and in the, in the industry um Yes, how I'm doing it is very unique. I've been told that there are other people who record certain sessions, you know, with clients, but they typically don't do the same client for an extended period of time. Okay. It's usually various different clients and typically one to two episodes only. Um, so my approach where I have a client who they sign a contract with me for three months at a time. Okay. So um, once they come to the end of their three months, they can choose whether they want to continue for another three months as a podcast client, or they can continue off <laughs> the right. podcast. But it's just so that I have three months of content to be able to put out there. But what led me to do this is I've had my private practice for over 12 years, and I've been in the mental health field for over 25 years. And I've find myself constantly repeating some of the same things mm. over and over and over again. And um, I've always thought to myself, like, wow, if there's so many different people who need to hear these same things, there's got to be a better way than trying to tell one person at a time. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. That's a, that's really awesome that you're, you can, duplicate your time like that. I think that's, that's great. So explain to me just real quick, you have three months at a time with the same client and then you, and then your podcast switches to a different client or how does, so you're only doing this for one client at a time. You're not doing it taping sessions so, for everybody or are you backlogging content? I'm backlogging content. Oh, good. Um, so it, it's not every client. It's those who agree. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, and it's usually clients who are just coming in to the therapy. Mm. You know, um, I don't really want to capture the clients that I've had for years because right. we already have a therapeutic rapport. We have kind of like our rhythm and things of that nature. So someone listening into that probably wouldn't find as much in it to help right. themselves. Okay. Because at that point, we've gotten very specific <laughs> to right. them. 
Um, so I like to ask the people who are just coming in because that's when we're building the therapeutic rapport. That's when people can identify with a lot of the broader topics that people are, you know, presenting and the issues that they're working on. Yeah, I find this all fascinating because I have to get new guests every week. So it's <laughs> it'd be great if I could show the same person for three months. Um, <laughs> so much easier. Uh, so, so what is that like for the clients when they come into those first couple of sessions and you say, hey, I have this option. Like, is what's the re- standard response? Does, are you getting a good response from, from your clients or are people like, oh, no, I would never do that? It's kind of mixed. Most people are like, wow, that's a really cool idea. Let me think about it. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, now that I have episodes that are out, I can tell people, hey, check it out. You know, Mm. see if it's for you, if that's something you're okay with and let me know. And so that is definitely helped with a lot of people being able to come back and say, yeah, I'm interested, you know, so um We'll be back with more of Helen's story right after this. What is the status of your bucket list? Are you still wrapping your head around the purpose of having one? Are you struggling to write your list and don't know what to put on it? Or are you looking at your list wondering which item to cross off first? No matter where you are in your bucket list journey, I'm here to assist you in becoming the head crosser offer of your list. To learn how to work with me as your bucket list coach, Visit crossingitoffpodcast.com backslash coaching to find out all about the personalized and affordable coaching I offer to help you live out your list. Now back to the show. It's better. (laughs) Yes. I always ask my guests to go and listen to an episode just so they can get kind of a feel of what the show's about and what we do. Uh, I don't know if they really do it, but they say they do. Um, I did. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. Very helpful. Um, so what thinking forward, as far as your goal is concerned of, of reaching that, that 1%, what, how does the, how do you see the podcast fitting into that, um, structure for, for reaching that, that bigger goal? Okay. Well, I'm definitely hoping that the podcast is kind of like my foot in the door, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> that I can get my name and what I'm doing out there and hopefully get picked up, you know, somewhere along the lines in a larger, you know, format to reach more people to eventually get to that 1%. So as far as listenership goes, how are you getting that, the fact that you're doing this now out to other people? How, How are you promoting the podcast to get people to listen to it? Okay. So, um, I'm definitely present on just about all social Mm. media platforms. Um, And it's under the name of my podcast, which is What Would Helen Say? So um, people can find me on Twitter and YouTube. um, LinkedIn. Well, LinkedIn is under my name. (laughs) And then um, I'm trying to think of all these other things. Instagram, Snapchat. (laughs) Wait, I'm take that back. Not Snapchat, TikTok. (laughs) So like... I think there's like six platforms or so of social media that I'm on. Um, so I have that definitely. And how, and how's that? Is it, is that producing what you want um, as far as listenership or do you feel like maybe that's spinning your wheels or, or is it too soon to tell? It's increasing. Like we're just starting to see like bumps, 
in viewership as people are seeing me come up, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, more often. Um, so YouTube views have definitely increased over the last two weeks. And Instagram is probably number two in, tar- in terms of viewership. For the actual podcast, a lot of times people will say it's okay to pivot, right? If you're, if you're doing something and you're podcasting and, you know, it's not working, you, you pivot to doing something else. I heard a story once that a guy had a podcast called Real Estate Wine and More and wound up looking at it and saying, oh gosh, the people, you know, my most viewed listen to episodes are the wine ones. So he totally changed. He's a real estate agent, was trying to use it for something and totally changed it to just about spirits. Do you have a long-term goal, you know, goal to say, okay, I've got this. I know, I know what I'm doing. I know this is the direction I want to go. Could you pivot to something else or is, or is, you know, if this doesn't work, how do you end it? If it doesn't work, I think I can end it very (laughs) simply, (laughs) but I still want to stay focused on mental health because Mm -hmm. that's, you know, I'm a professional therapist. This is what the sessions are about. You know, the process of mental health and people going from A to B. Um, So if I have to shift how I'm presenting the information about mental health and the Mm. skills and, you know, resources and things like that, then I'm definitely open to trying to figure out like, what is it people want? What is the format they want, you know, this mental health information in? Um, I just figured that if people were in the therapy session, (laughs) you know, themselves, then one, it could help them feel better about, you know, accessing mental health services, you know, take, taking a lot of the fear out, you know, because I know that's happened with a lot of my clients before where they've reached out to me and they said, I'm really interested. And then they just couldn't make that first step to get into my office to, you know, show up for a session or whatever it is. So that's one, I really want to make this accessible in a way so that other people say, Hey, I can do that. Yeah, I was going to ask you what your ideal client was, but I think you just, I think you are a listener and I think you just uh, uh, answered that question for me. So I, <laughs> I appreciate you being ahead of the game. If you, if somebody else was starting a podcast or thought or had this on their bucket list, what's like the one thing that you would tell them or advise them to do or to, to think about as they were going through that process of crossing it off their list? Um. Do your research with the different platforms that are available, you know, for like hosting your podcast. Um, I don't know if you want me to talk about the platform that I use, which is Squadcast. (laughs) That's totally fine. Okay. But I selected Squadcast because they offer um, the video and audio Mm -hmm. recording. And that's part of what I was looking for. So it's... um, a little bit more than some of the other podcast platforms that, you know, are cheaper or free or, you know, even just kind of doing it on your own. So I appreciate the fact that, you know, I just log in, (laughs) you know, I send the link to somebody and then once we start, we're good to go. So I I appreciate that, but um, just check out what your resources are, see what is um, doable for you um, and what you're trying to achieve. And just make sure it meets your needs. Could you explain to listeners you use the term in their host? So is that is that like Spotify and Apple 
podcast or what it what is a what is a host? Okay. Um well I'm using it in terms of um different I guess online providers that will record your podcast for you and you know they offer you different um supports and things of that nature. So instead of me having to record episodes straight onto my laptop, you know, I can record it onto um, Squadcast, which has cloud recording, mm. and then I can access it, you know, from different places, um, send it to other people, things of that nature. It just makes it easier for me um, that I don't have to always be like, oh, I need my laptop in order to <laughs> right. do this. Um, so that's what I mean by a host for your podcast. And then the, the host, they actually, it's where the files exist, right? That's yeah. where the files land. And then they create a, a URL for people to access those files. And then people go to Spotify or Apple podcasts or exactly. Stitcher or whatever. And they, they get that feed. Um, what is something else that's on your bucket list? That's a little bit different than this and your goal of reaching 1%. What's, what's something else on your bucket list that you're excited about? Well, that other thing is um, I wrote a nonfiction book. It's about parenting. Mm. And so it um, combines my experiences from between myself and my parents, my experiences between myself and my children, my experiences with clients, um, you know, being in the behavioral health field, um, everything kind of comes together to create a foundation for parenting. It, it's not meant to replace, you know, skills and other approaches that are already out there. It's really to say, hey, if you have this foundation for your approach to parenting, it's going to make everything else easy. It's going to eliminate power struggles. It's going to eliminate, you know, a lot of back and forth that parents tend to have with their kids. It's going to eliminate oppositional defiant behaviors. Like if you have this foundation, um, then you've just simplified a lot of parenting. <laughs> sure. Most definitely. And that and you've written it and it's published. I've written it and I am currently in the process of seeking a publisher. So I have a literary agent everything is finally green lighted <laughs> to start heading out towards publishers. So yes. And that's called the parenting treatment plan. Nice. Well, good luck with that. If Thank there was you. one thing you took away from crossing off, uh, creating a podcast or starting a podcast, what would be that one thing that you personally took away from, from that experience? I think just being able to step outside of a comfort zone, being mm. able to do something new and different and to take on the challenges of, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> I have to find out, <laughs> I have to figure it out. <laughs> so, so definitely being in that space of not comfortable. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> nice. Well, Helen, thank you so much for being here today. Uh, good luck. Could you tell us um, where people can find your podcast and, and your services or, you know, someplace to learn more about your book because sure. it comes out? Absolutely. So you can look for my podcast on pretty much all the platforms that are out there for podcasts. It's called What Would Helen Say? 
and it's on YouTube, Spotify, Pandora. Um, I'm still working with Apple. <laughs> you can even find sex. me. At, yeah. yeah. Um, so you can even find me on Instagram under what would Helen say? Um, again, the title of my book is the parenting treatment plan. Hopefully you will be able to see that in bookstores soon. Um, and you can always Google me as Helen V Hicks, M a comma LTC. Nice. Thank you so much for being here. I wish you the best of luck uh, in all your endeavors and, you. and especially in reaching that 1%. Um, the information you have is would be vital to them and all of us. So I appreciate what you're doing and um, you. good luck. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on your show. As a reminder to our listeners, in this episode's show notes, you will find links to learn more about this week's guests and information on how you can cross this item off of your list. You can follow my adventures of crossing items off my bucket list on Instagram and Facebook. And as always, new episodes of this podcast are available to stream every Friday morning. We will meet you here next week. And until then, keep living out your list.